welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Lost doctrine. Paul taught us that in our day, many will do what? Depart from the faith. Now, this is not talking about sinners. This is not talking about unsaved people. It's saying that they would depart from where? The faith. That means they're going to turn away from what is right, according to the doctrine of the faith. Amen? He was speaking of the doctrine that he and the apostles had established in his day. How important is it for us to stay and adhere to the doctrine that Paul and the apostles established? Because that's the only doctrine there is. They had to create the doctrine based on Jesus in a time where there was no New Testament. Amen? So that tells you right there, Paul couldn't be married. Do you know how hard that is? How much time he had to dedicate to establishing a doctrine in a time where no doctrine was established? Then you had the people coming alongside of him taking what he taught and twisting it with Gnosticism. So not only did he have to teach and lay the foundation of a doctrine, then he had to clean up the doctrine right after he laid it down because people were confusing the doctrine with Gnosticism. Amen? It's a busy time for him. 1 Timothy 4 and 1 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing. That's that preacher up singing love songs. He's seducing. Amen. That's, the Bible calls that lasciviousness. We already talked about that, didn't we? We talked about that. That's lusting. That's creating lust so that others will lust after you. Creating it. Manifesting it so that people will, you know, fall because of you. That's lasciviousness. In the latter time, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and the doctrines of what? The doctrines of devils. That means they're going to believe pretty much anything. Sound doctrine of the doctrine of Jesus was being mixed with Gnosticism, which later birthed Catholicism and other erroneous doctrines of men. So once you start mixing what you want to do with what the word of God tells you not to do, you start mixing the two and start trying to find loopholes in the word so that you can do what you want to do, even though what you're doing is contrary to the word. Then anytime you do that, you have created an erroneous doctrine. And this is where Catholicism came from. Remember, we did the lesson in here on that. And all of these other doctrines that, uh, of Gnosticism uh, that are derivatives of Gnosticism. The desires of men to be lifted up and celebrated instead of God being lifted up caused doctrinal belief systems to be altered and grouped into denominational sects and cults. So the sects and the cults actually came from men wanting to get the glory from God. That's where they came from. They created a doctrine. They had a doctrine that was based on Jesus Christ, but men couldn't shine. So because men wanted to shine, they began to create doctrines that lifted men up. So lifting them up in positions to be high priests, to be uh, the Pope. Amen. To be bishops, to be, you know, 
these kinds of men that would get the glory of people, have people bowing down to them and kissing their ring and, you know, kissing their feet and their rusty ankles. And you know what I'm saying? That's what they're doing. They're doing that now. The preachers always say, he just, G. Craig, he just so loose. I mean, he just, you know, he don't understand. He don't know how to, you know, talk to talk and walk. No, I don't speak jive. (laughs) People began to depart from the truth to do what? The number one reason people depart from the truth is to satisfy what? And quest for supremacy. Some kind of way they need some glory. Some kind of way they need somebody to do this for. So they depart from the faith because in the faith, the only one that gets this is who? So they they, they need somebody to applaud them. They need some. That's why gospel music industry is so jacked up. Because they need an applause. They, They are approved of by record sales. They're approved of by their appearance. How good they look on the album cover. That's the way they sell a record. Well, you've immediately departed from the faith because to come to Christ, you must first do what? Do what? All of your ambitions, you must do what? If it's about you, the way you look, the way you sing, and now preachers, it's like that with preachers. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want me to go. Don't let me preach because I preached our lights out up in here. I've talked to preachers that said that. It's like, no, I'm going to turn the lights off. I'm going to flip the breaker. It's demonic. Who are you? But when it becomes about that, when it becomes about who we are and, and what we are in the eyes of others, then we've departed from the truth to satisfy our what? Our own ambitions, and we're co- and we're on a quest to be better than somebody else in this life. Well, what about my job? I mean, on my job, I want to be better than the next person. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about doing a good job on your job. And even at that, you shouldn't be trying to be better. You should be just trying to do your best. If your best is better than somebody else's, then you can't help that. But you're not focused on trying to trump them. Watch me knock him out the park. No. <laughs> No, you just do your best. Look, somebody said, do your best. You don't have to be better than anyone. Do your best. Well, is it about your image or is it about the image of the most high? What do people see when they see you? Look, somebody say, who do people see when they see you? Do they see God? Or do they see you? If they see you, then maybe you have not denied or died to yourself. I can't get amens. And then wonder why you can't get blessed. You think God is going to bless you? And you're not glorifying him? So, they begin to speak and teach what? Lies. And speak of things that they had no proof of themselves. First Timothy says it like this. Speaking lies and what? Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Do you know what that means? If your conscience is seared with a hot iron, it's burned to a crisp. That means it's not speaking to you anymore. So I may talk to you based on 
the consciousness of what I believe Christ is leading me to do or what he's leading. You, you don't have no leading of him because you're being led by your flesh. Because your conscience has been seared. There's no instrument for God to even speak to you through. Because you found something you want to do. Quest for supremacy. The word of God is not relative. Amen? Y'all know the difference between relativity and absolute. It's absolute. That means when he wrote it, it was going to work then and it's going to work now. We don't edit it and change it because the times have changed. People have begun to open their eyes and things are different now. No, the word doesn't change for you and what you want to do. Marriage was attacked by the Gnostics because they believed all matter was inherently evil and thus sexual pleasure was sinful. Y'all heard my teaching on that. What, what video was that? Six, part six, about matter. And the Gnostics believe in that matter was inherently evil. So our bodies and who we are were evil, even though God said when he made us that we were good. Okay? So the Gnostics believe that. They began to restrict people from marrying. You know, that's where the movie The Matrix came from. For those of you that don't know, the whole movie The Matrix is based on Gnosticism. I mean, supreme Gnosticism. The architect was God. Smith was Jesus. Trying to change everyone into him. And Neo was Lucifer, Satan. And he, he, was, he was trying to free everyone's mind so that they could believe anything they wanted to believe. Remember in the movie, whenever they had a party, it was always bisexual. That's because one of the Wachowski brothers that made the movie is now living his life as a woman. So he would always put that in there. So the whole Gnostic thing. Remember, Zion was hell. Remember? It was way down under the earth's core where it was warm. Remember? That's hell. So it wasn't a Christian-themed movie like some folks thought. But it was not. It was based on Gnosticism. And the great architect was evil because he was controlling everybody. That, that's God. They think that God is controlling everybody with rules. And we shouldn't be any rules, remember? At the end of the first one, Neo said, I'm, I'm going to show you a world with no rules, with right. no laws. People will be free to do whatever they want to do. Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, according to Alistair Crowley. Law of the Lima. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, you didn't know that. You was watching the movie and thinking, woo, look at Jesus. Thinking Neo. Look at that anointing. Look at that anointing. Died on the cross at the end. Oh, hallelujah. Hey! We're going to show this at church. No, that movie was Gnostic. The evil creator controlling everyone and the devil freeing everybody's mind. And so because of that, marriage was attacked by them because they believed that inherently in the body, your body is evil, inherently. And so they believe sexual pleasure is sinful. Okay. They began to restrict people from marrying in order to get closer to God. So they felt like if you fell in love with a person, you were falling in love with matter. Okay? And that was evil. So you don't fall in love to a person. You don't fall in love with anyone. You just, they began to teach this because they knew that men would have instinctive sexual desire. So a man would have to creep and sin in order to fulfill it if it builds up. Remember what Paul said? It's, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. Because if you burn it with lust, you're going to do something. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You're going to do something. Yeah. Like the Ohio players. Fire. Right. 
It's going to be fire shut up in your bones. So they knew that. They knew that about matter and, and, and all that. So they wanted to, if you restrict the people, then you'll get people trying to do whatever they can do to satisfy the craving. Okay, so you'll create anarchy is what they wanted to do. Are y'all still with me? So they began to restrict people from being married in order to get closer to God. This is where the Catholic Church got the idea of abstaining from marriage in order to be a priest or a nun. So basically, you're you're, you're dedicating your life, a life of celibacy. You don't want any sex. You don't want any marriage. You don't want any of that so that you can get closer and closer and closer to God. Okay? This is where they got the idea. They got the idea from Gnosticism because Catholicism is just another derivative of Gnosticism. The real reason for this doctrine was to promote fornication and sexual immorality. 1 Timothy 4 and 3 describes it explicitly. Forbidden to marry and commanded to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So this is what the Gnostics did. They said you don't eat meat because meat is matter. It is matter or it's living. And if you eat it, you're eating evil. So you don't eat any meats. That's where the whole vegan and Wiccan and all of those things came from. We, you know, we don't believe in vegetarianism, the true believers, because we know that there are things in meat that you can't get from vegetables. God created meat for you to eat meat. Amen. Amen. So don't be coming in here and I, I left meat alone and it's a no, 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 no. There's a balance to it. You got to balance that out because your body needs the protein and the fats in meat. Amen. No, no, not hog jaw and hog back. That's not meat. Coon and possum. It's pretty good, though, if you cook it right. Coon and biscuits. Amen. Louise Adderfolk, yeah, that's some good stuff. And it's cheap. He was in your yard. Amen. But you got you to gotta balance it out. Amen? So you got you to balance it out. You can't just go vegetarian. That comes from Wiccan. And that's why the big vegan, vegetarian, all of that, you know, is, is big right now. It's all a part of this understanding of not eating matter because matter is evil. But Paul is saying here, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. What is the truth? That is good. God created it. Amen? Amen. Plain and simple. Paul preached explicitly against this doctrine and encouraged marriage for those that had sexual as well as emotional desires. He encouraged them to do what? Marry. So if you have desire, then you need to marry. You don't go on a fast to shut the desire to marry off. What are you doing? You're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a volcano with a cork in it. It's going to build up, Jack. Though he was able to live a single life, he encouraged those that didn't have his call to marry. 1 Corinthians 7 and 9. But if they have not self-control, restraint of their passions, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to be aflame with passion and tortured continually with ungratified desires. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Who is he talking to? He's really talking to people that are planning to marry, maybe even dating, because he said if they have not self-control, then they should marry. So he's talking about two, two individuals that may like each other, and, and he's talking about these old long courtships. What you doing a long courtship for? What is that for? What you trying to do? Test yourself? Burning with passion, both of you, just two matches. 
What's wrong with you? You better get married. That's what Paul is saying. You better gratify that desire. Or you're going to mess up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody tried that long courtship before you got married? It, it, it was wrong, wasn't it? Wasn't that the devil? In Paul's day, holiness was identified with asceticism, which is extreme self-discipline. And that crept into the modern day church. Really, after the Pentecostal movement of Azusa, it really hit hard here in America because what they tried to do, they tried to make the move of God that they experienced synonymous with being perfect and not having any sin or not ever making a mistake, okay? They made a mistake. They beat each other up. They just threw themselves. I mean, they just felt like it was all over and God wouldn't have anything to do with them because they were trying to live the call of what the Gnostics, the Pharisees, and the Catholics had created, which is asceticism, which is extreme self-discipline. Now, we understand God wants us disciplined, amen? But there is error. You're going to make a mistake. You're not going to do everything perfect. Amen. You're going to make a mistake. We're all human. We're going to make error and judgment and those kinds of things. So extreme self-discipline doesn't do anything but make you try to be what the Masons and those believe. Make you try to use works to merit the gift of God. But it's a gift from God. Amen. I can't get amen to that. You were judged by others. Asceticism. You were judged by others on your ability to be celibate and not eat meat. So your ability to be sexually pure, not have any desire to marry, not have any desire for the opposite sex or any sex, not any desire, and then not eating meat. They judged you on that in Paul's day with asceticism. That, that meant that you were really holy. That meant that God, you, you, you were the one. If God was going to speak, it was going to be through you. These are seducing spirits and doctrines of devils according to the word of God. Ephesians 2 and 8 tells us, for by grace ye are what? Through what? Faith. Faith. And not of what? Anything you can do. You can't merit it. You can't earn it. You can stop eating meat for the rest of your life. It's not going to bring you any closer to Jesus Christ. You're just going to be, you're going to have a severe deficit in your body. Because your body didn't get the real protein it needed to, to, to go through your brain and your body's chemical processes. Didn't have the fat it needed to balance your LDL and your uh, HDL. Yeah, it needs the fatty animal protein. Can I preach in here? There's no fat on broccoli. With all that bushy stuff at the top, that's not fat. Are you crazy? For by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a what? What is it? If I give you a gift, that means you earned it? That would be payment. Marriage is being attacked in our society for the same reasons. The devil knows that marriage is what? Ordained by God. However, he is causing the church body to pursue their personal goals instead of what God ordained. This has gotten so bad that people are marrying just to have children and still pursuing their personal goals. Yeah, homosexuals do that a lot. They'll marry a woman and then have no desire for that woman. They just want to get her pregnant so they can have a child. Don't even sleep with her. Don't even sleep in the same bed with her. And God speaks. God speaks to you. He speaks to you during the dating stage. Ain't nobody tricked into nothing. When people come up to me and, and want to count, he fooled me. 
He tricked me. I thought he was this way and now he's this way. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You was walking in the pet store and all the parrots. Just raise your little foot up. Trying to tell you. You got all kinds of warnings. Every time you went outside, somebody tried to shoot y'all. You should know that that's not normal. He protects me though. He protected me. He would just protect me. I hear it all. Just some foolishness. <laughs> Every time y'all try to go out, cops stop him. It's like they was parked by his house and followed him to your house. Uh, could you step out the car, please? Baby, this just gonna take a minute. They always do this. They do this to all black men. What? You ain't heard this prejudice in this world. Okay, I get out, dog. <laughs> Somebody say something is wrong. Something is wrong. God is trying to show you. And you be praying it. Lord, if this this is not supposed to be God, show me something. Then God show you. Well, that can happen to anybody. You will know. Look at somebody say, you will know. You will. God don't do that. He doesn't do anybody wrong like that. He said, if you ask him, he will let you know. He's not going to give you a stone if you ask for bread. He's going to give you bread. He's going to tell you that boy's gay. You're going to know it. Amen? You're going to know it. My lipstick always come up missing when I go places with him. Why men always hollering at him? God is trying to don't let me have to go color purple on you. God is trying to tell you something. Amen. Don't, don't mess. Look at somebody say, don't blow it. Don't blow it. See, gamophobia is selfishness. It's really what it is. That's somebody that hadn't given up themselves. Yeah. So you got to watch these brothers with gamophobia. You know, they really would like to live with you for a little while. Am I preaching in the house today? Young ladies. Amen. Single town. Y'all better hear G. Craig. He has the word of the Lord. The devil knows that marriage is ordained by God. However, he is causing the church body to pursue their personal goals instead of what God ordained. If I get married now, I can't do the things that I need to do. Dude, what, what kind of man are you? You can't make it happen? I don't understand that, Brother Will, because I know I can make it happen. Anybody know they can make it happen any minute? Let's go. I'll make it happen. I'm making it happen now. I'm going to make it happen with you. That's confidence. That's faith. That's being a man. Mark 10 and 9. What therefore God has, put, has joined together, let no man do what? Let no man put a son. The delay to marry promotes fornication and causes many to fall into sin and perversions that will affect their late-term marriages more so than if they had married early. Yeah, those statistics will tell you. Yeah, folks that wait long to marry, they have a higher rate of divorce. Those that marry early, especially virginity. Most of the time when people marry as virgins, they do not break up. 
Perversions that will affect their late-term marriages more so than if they had married early. This is a new age concept. I tell you that all the time. I've been telling you that since we started this church. 1 Corinthians 72, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own what? And let every woman have her own what? Paul is pretty clear. Gamophobia is the fear of marriage. Our society creates this fear in many different ways. It's the society that's doing it. Tyler Perry is the main one. He was created, he was raised up to they raised him up. Not seeing a good marriage model before before you can cause gamophobia. Amen? So if your marriage, the marriage before you failed, it's rocky, it's jacked up, it was messed up, then makes you afraid to marry. Or seeing a good marriage, but you weaken, you don't think you can live up to it. That can cause you to have fear as well. You, ain't, you feel like you ain't ready. What is not ready? You right. Get ready. Right. What is not ready? I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to take on a wife. Ready is ready. Ready Now ready is relative. Yeah, ain't nobody marriage start off good. You work for that. Amen. It's two people from two different worlds. You just got to work it out. Wake up from the honeymoon and be like. This is for real, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? But then you remember, oh, I'm in love, so we're going to adjust. Then she do something, you're like, now you didn't do that before the wedding. Who is this I'm waking up to? Hands off, teeth out. What? And then you remember you in love and you'd be like, baby, just put the teeth back in. This is going to be all good. Amen. You don't need that hair. I didn't fall in love with the hair. I mean, that's extreme, but y'all know what I'm saying. It's working. Look at my say, you just work it out. Two human beings, there's going to be conflict. You're going to have to work it out. You got to do that anyway. You got to do that if you get a job. You get a job, you got to get used to the people you're working around. You got to get used to your, your, the, your job description. You got to get used to waking up, going, driving, the, the traffic. The... Yep. Look at somebody say, it's called life. It's Remember the game with the pop-o-matic bubble? Man, just pop the bubble. It's life. It's Don't come to me with no gamophobia. I'm afraid. No, you're selfish. Our society creates this fear in many different ways. Seeing a good marriage and yet feeling inadequate can cause fear as well. Fear of growing up and taking on adult responsibilities is a fear obstacle that men may face when it comes to marriage. Amen. Don't want to grow up. Amen. Still watching cartoons and eating cereal. (laughs) Fruity cereal. You know what I'm saying? You still getting sugar highs. Why you dating? I don't understand. What you dating for if you ain't ready to do it? You man enough to have sex, you need to be man enough to marry. Amen. You man enough to talk, you better walk the talk. Oh, I can't get amens in this place. Because I, t- I know what I'm talking about. Hey, man, you big and bad and got all the philosophies and the understanding and everything. And scared to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Yeah, I'd 
your mama still brush your hair in the morning. <laughs> Come here, baby, bring me the brush. Bring me the brush. Boy, don't try to act shame, because you know she'll do it in front of friends. But you try to act shame, I brushed your hair this morning. Bring it on in here. Yeah, that was the water boy. <laughs> now come on in the room. Mama gonna brush your hair. <laughs> Amen. Living with your mama. Oh. Amen. I can't get amens up in here. All of these things cause gamophobia. There are many variables variables to this but the bottom line is fear is never from who so anytime it's fear it's satan anytime it's fear god has not given us the what spirit of fear but of you ain't weak if you have power love and what how are you scared with a sound mind a sound mind means you're not scared you can't be scared with a sound mind your mind is rattled and jarred when you're scared. So you got the wrong spirit. Fear of marriage is promoted in our society because of financial issues and trust issues. They're scaring you with the TV, with the movies, Tyler Perry, all of them. Why did I get married? He shows so much dysfunction in marriage. Watching his movies make you wish marriage didn't even exist. Then he even said he doesn't believe in being monogamous. Movie stars, y'all teach. Look at somebody say, TV is TV. TV. Why do you believe TV? Do I have to have my reality TV discussion again? Y'all already know. Ain't no reality when the camera comes on. People put a camera in front of you, reality stops. If I was to put my iPad on camera mode and put it in front of you, reality just stopped. Now you... That's not reality. Give me a minute. That's not reality. Reality was what you were when a Amen. Movie stars, these folk watching, and I don't, I, you know, and I'm gonna tell you something. Some of y'all is messing your marriages up watching some of this junk. Yeah, your favorite show is Scandal. You got a demon. What you doing watching Scandal and then wonder why don't nobody like you? That's because you, you, you are, you are ingesting demons right out of TV. Bunch of cheating. You watching cheating all day. All day. I remember when that movie uh, Unfaithful came out. And all the women started cheating on their men because of that movie. They even had a statistic and everything. I can't remember what it was, but that movie. Women just started cheating because they saw that woman cheat in the movie. Ain't it something how you watch Courageous and these other movies and Firefly? What was the one? Fireproof? You watch these movies and start crying. Oh, Lord. Lord. What, what happened when you watch Scandal? So you got quiet. Did you, did you hear it get quiet? Yeah, it's quiet, Jack. Might, might need to put chairs up for next week. Hey, man. Am I teaching the truth? You, don't get mad at me. Just stop watching it. You know what? I need to quit watching this girl's butt on the screen every week. I need to quit watching all this cheating. Your favorite show is Cheaters. Watch the folks get caught, pop, pop, going. I knew it. I could look at them and tell. Mm-hmm, he, was, he wasn't no good. Then your husband walk in. You, mm, where you been? What? I was downstairs. 
That's what you tell me. I saw that white van. White van? What? <laughs> you in the TV. <laughs> Let me finish this message. But you know what I'm saying? It's changing you. Movie stars live as swingers. Okay, they, they swingers. All movie stars are swingers. That's what you do in Hollywood. That's the only way you get a role. That's just who you are. They all swing. And swinging means they go to men and women, different couples, all of that. But it's okay as long as they know. Then you pick up a magazine. Uh-oh, Brad is cheating on Jennifer Anderson. I can't believe he would cheat. Oh, men are some dogs. Men would, I cannot believe. You don't know them? Was you cheating? He's like, what you talking about? Because Brad, if Brad would do it, you would do it. <laughs> Brad? He's like, Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah. Because they want to make it look like that. So you start getting losing confidence in marriage because Brad and Angelina done broke up. That's not even real. That's swingers. I've talked to people in the industry that used to work in the industry that got out of the industry because of the truth behind hip hop. And they've told me. They've even set the parties up and set the swinging sessions up. Y'all watching it. Leave, they cheated. Why y'all so caught up in this stuff? Movies, TV shows, reality TV, etc. continue to show cheating and divorce in order to program you to be fearful of cheating and divorce. So people don't marry. Because they're scared to cheat. If he ever cheat on me, I believe. If he ever, if he ever, and so you don't have nobody. Because you don't trust nobody. You sabotage every relationship because they put the fear of cheating and divorcing. First little thing happened when you're dating. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I got to get out of this because uh, she forgot your birthday. I mean, you've only known her two weeks. Dude, what? No, that's a sign. That's a sign from above. No, you have gamophobia. You're afraid. Now, not in every case now. Now, if you if you getting in a car and a dead body is in the back seat, then yes, that's a sign. I don't think he's the one. I think that's his cousin in that back seat. He introduced us. This <laughs> Yeah, that's a sign. I, I can tell you. That's a, that, yeah. This slows down the marriage process and causes many to live together. Date for long periods of time and be what? Afraid to marry. That's all they want to do is stop marriage. Look at somebody say population control. First Corinthians 7 and 9. But if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to what? And it's not talking about hell. No, it's talking about burning with passion. Okay, burning in your loins. Paul was not a stay single advocate. Can I say that again? I'm going to show you something in this. Paul was not a stay single advocate. People read his writings in Corinthians and think he was saying that it is better to never marry and remain single like him. It's not what he said. People don't understand that Paul was speaking of chastity, which is existing without sexual desires. He was talking about the gift of celibacy, which he had. Paul was writing the Bible. How many of you are writing the Bible? Raise your hand. 
Anybody writing the Bible? I don't see any hands. Paul was writing the Bible and had no desire to marry or be sexually active. And if we look at Paul's lifestyle, we would see that his imprisonments and journeys would not have been advantageous for a married man with a family. Look at somebody and say, perspective. Look at somebody and say, you're not Paul. We. So, we must use the proper context of the scripture here to understand what is being stated. He wanted them to remain pure in their singleness and use that time for God. And when their desires changed, they should marry. Obviously, Paul would not have said marry if you cannot abstain while he himself was having sexual desires. He was speaking from the position of one who was called by God to celibacy so that the word would be written and taught abroad without what? Sure, you should be chaste and free from fornication if you are single. But God created woman so man would not be alone. His original intent was before there was ever even a need to preach the gospel. His original intent was for men and women to marry, be fruitful, and what? Watch this. Here's what Paul says. All you got to do is amplify it. 1 Corinthians 7 and 7. I wish that all men were like I myself am in this matter of self-control. But each has his own special gift. So he's saying, I wish all men had the self-control that I have. He's not saying, I wish all men were single like I am. That's what you were taught. That's not what he said. He's saying, I wish all men had this matter of self-control, this gift of celibacy that I have. Because God gave him that gift so he could write the Bible. But each has his own special gift from God, one of this kind, one of another. But to the unmarried people and to the widows, I declare that it is well, good, advantageous, expedient, and wholesome for them to remain single even as I what? Not I am as I what? Oh, there's a big difference. He's not saying remain single as I am. He's saying remain single as I do. Meaning live your life in singleness the way I'm living my life. That's free from sexual desires. But, look at somebody and say but. If the sexual desires come, then you should do what? So in your singleness, shut them off. Close up shop. Turn it off, flip the breaker. Shut it down. But if you can't, marry. For it is better to marry than to be on fire with passions and tortured continually with ungratified. Does that make sense? Is that not simple and plain? But they have complicated and made you think that Paul was saying you should be single like me and not married. Why would Paul say that? That's not what he's saying. He's saying you should be single like me living without sexual desires while you're single. So you don't sin. I can't get amens in here. That was, I, I was too deep for somebody. Amen. So we're marriage advocates in here. That's what we believe. We believe in the sanctity of it. We believe that it is of God. We believe it's ordained by God. It's ordained by God to have children. We believe in our creation roles. What is our creation roles? What God created and intended from the beginning. Amen. 
I mean, we got single women now trying to put themselves in some kind of position to be a prophet and a preacher and travel the world and all that kind of stuff. So they, they're going to be like Paul and single. See, and they use Paul. See, Paul said it's better to be single, so I'm going to be single. So if you're single, yeah, you, you need to do as Paul did when he was single. That is focus on God. That's your time to focus on God. That's your time to get close to God. That's your time to know God. If you don't do that, I guarantee you, you're going to marry the wrong person. I promise. That's the number one cause of it. Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't get close to God. You didn't ask God. You weren't close enough to him to ask him. Why are you single and acting married? Yeah, y'all already, y'all everything but living together. What kind of junk is that? That's all in your way of consulting God and talking to God. You need to have your face before the king of kings and be asking him what you need to do about yourself first. And then what do I need to do about this suitor, this man or this woman that is approaching me? Because I can't, I can't make a mistake here. Amen. So Paul, he laid it out. He said, I want you to do as I do. Be single as I do. In other words, focus on God in your singleness. And then when the time comes, when he proposes, and then when the time comes, uh, uh, the, person, uh, the, the girl catches your eye and you know this is the one, this is it. When that time comes, then you marry. But in your singleness, you dedicate it to God. Plain and simple stuff. Amen? Amen. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. I praise you for this message today. I praise you, Lord, because we don't want to forget the truth of your word. We don't want to depart from the faith. We don't want to let go of the rich heritage that was passed down through the doctrine of the apostles. We want to take what they said. We want to apply it. We want to walk in it, God, what Paul said and those others, God. We want to live in that, Lord. And so I pray right now that everyone, we don't have to stand up because I'm praying for everyone. God, that we would be able to accept your word for what it says, not base it on some man's selfish ambitions, some man changing it because of what they want to do, someone changing it because of their quest for supremacy, all of that. We want to base it on what it says. We want to walk it out, God, no matter what the opposition says, no matter what our own family says about us. God, they call us a cult. They call us crazy and cultish, and they think we're following a bunch of stuff because it's against uh, pop culture. But God, we don't care. We're going to follow your word until you return. No matter what it costs, we're going to follow the truth of your word. No matter what it costs. Some of us have to give up great things. Some of our affections. God, some of our desires. We have to walk away from things, and it hurts, and it pains us. But we understand, God, that it's not worth it. That is the part of dying and taking up our cross. When you took up your cross, you were in a lot of pain. And taking up our cross causes pain and discomfort. But it's for the greater good of walking in your word and your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.